I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast that I get to host with my perfect podcasting match. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. You know you love me too, stop it. I know, I do. We would definitely get a match in the Truth Booth. Oh, 100%. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And the first thing we want to talk about is our trivia nights. Tonight, we have a trivia night at El Rio in San Francisco, and you do not want to miss it. Because, Lee, do you want to tell them our exciting news? I do. So some of you may have seen, we've been posting it on our uh, Patreon page, we've been posting it on the event page, but we are partnering with Frameline, which is the San Francisco International LGBTQ Plus Film Festival. They are working with Showtime, and they are showing a preview screening of the Generation Q premiere Early, So if you want a chance to see the Generation Q launch before anyone else, they are going to have a screening on December 3rd in San Francisco. Tickets are completely free, but they are only available with either a membership to Frameline. 
or uh, a promotional code, which we will have. And if you attend our trivia night in San Francisco, or if you came to our trivia night in Berkeley a couple weeks back, uh, we will be sharing those codes with everyone who comes to trivia. So you don't want to miss out, A, because the trivia is going to be awesome. Uh, We have some really cool prizes, and also you will get access to the Generation Q premiere Almost a whole week before anyone else is going to see it. So I'm so jealous. I would be. I'm going to have to keep all the spoilers to myself. It's going to be crazy. So I hope to see all of you at Trivia. If you want some more information, you can also visit frameline.org, and they will have all the details there as well. And if you're in Columbus, Ohio, we're having our first Winona Earp Trivia Night on November 20th, which is just in a few days at O'Connor's Pub. So make sure you come hang out with Sammy, who will be hosting that event. And if you have not watched Winona Earp or if you're not all caught up, the question set is going to be just on season one. So there's plenty of time. You could binge that whole season before trivia. Still, you have days. Uh, You've got this. It's You've got this. We believe in you. Uh, we wanted to make it a little more open to people. So it's only season one. And hopefully... They will all have a great time out there. We're a little jealous that we're not going to be there. Oh, yeah. But we will be hosting other Winona Herb Trivia Nights. Don't you worry. And I will be hosting the L Word premiere party at Bella Luna in Jamaica Plain. So I'm not that jealous about San Francisco because Boston premiere party is going to be lit. (laughs) And that's going to be on December 8th. We have just opened up some more tickets. I'm so excited. So make sure if you didn't get it before it sold out, jump on it because we've opened up some tickets, but they're going to go super quickly. So we're excited to see all of you there. And as a reminder, we are looking for opportunities to host trivia nights in new places so that everyone gets a chance to have some of the amazing queer fun that we've been having. So if you're interested in having a trivia night near you or if you're interested in hosting a trivia night near you, send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com and let us know. And we can try to make that happen for you because we just want all of you to have all the queer fun all the time. That's it. Can we make a shirt? All queer fun all the time. All queer fun all the time. Yes, I, please. I'm like, should I say this? Who cares? I have underwear that say more fun now, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just envision like more queer fun now, please. Yes. That would be much we better. Need, we need that underwear. Yeah. Coming to a Victoria's Secret near you. No, we're not. Sorry, Victoria's Secret sucks. Coming to a Tomboy X near you. There you go. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed the dismount. <laughs> uh, okay. In the greater Les universe, there's a couple things that we have to talk about. The first of them is we have to talk about that Renault car ad. It's just... We had a lot of feelings. It's beautiful. If you have not seen it yet, you should check out... It is like a whole Lessentials in a two-minute two minutes. Yeah. car ad. I also feel so seen. I'm like, that little ginger child is me. <laughs> that yeah. little ginger child who obviously had a lot of feelings for their friend and then made out with their friend when they got older. Yes. Yeah, love it. And had a baby well, with their friend when they got older and uh, dead. I know. There's drama, there's suspense, there's heartbreak, yeah. there's, there's reconciliation, there's there's just so much happens in a very short amount of there's time. Wonder so it's, there's Wonderwall. There's Wonderwall. If you haven't watched it yet, you should check it out. And it will be a good sort of gateway into having gay feelings while watching like a, a two-minute video. 
for the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is a music video that just recently uh, dropped for... Uh, the song is called Morning. It's yep. by Tiana Taylor and Kehlani. And Lee sent it to me this morning, so that was a great morning. <laughs> there was a lot, a lot going on this morning, and I'm just going to say... You should be sitting when you watch this music video. <laughs> In private. Yes, preferably do not watch this like at work. I don't recommend doing that. I don't recommend watching it like on a crowded train or... Is that where you watched it, Lee? <laughs> you know, it wasn't, but uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I haven't watched a lot of gay stuff on trains. Mm. Get on the gay train. It's something. It's... <laughs> It's Lee's having Leah's bright red right now. So that if that <laughs> if you need to know anything, it's something. What I'm gonna tell you is I really enjoyed it. Just I will let you decide for yourselves how you feel about it. But I, I certainly recommend watching it because there's there's not a lot of reasons not to watch it. <laughs> and there are many reasons to watch it. To watch it. Ellie's yeah. Ellie's making fun of me, but I've noticed she's staying conspicuously quiet during this conversation. <laughs> like, nope. Nope, I, I never have feelings. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Certainly not while watching that video. Definitely which not. Which made us feel nothing at all and was totally fine. Great? Yep, everything's great. And that's what's happening great. this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode six of season three, Open Communication with Danny Burkaski. Hello! <laughs> Hi, Danny. We're so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Let's communicate. Yes. Com communicate. <laughs> Let's communicate. Yeah. We're going to be doing a lot of communicating in this uh, conversation. For those of you who don't know who Danny is, Danny was on season eight, Come One, Come All of Are You the One, one of our favorite cast members. We are so excited to have him here. So, first, thanks for hanging out with us, Danny. We're super pumped. Also, I feel like we should take one quick second just to mention I think you are officially the first cis man that we have on the show. Whoa, that is 100% true. Really? I know, it's big. Right? Yeah. Wow. So yep. you're you're like a guest of honor today. Cis men are really starting to make progress and get equal representation. <laughs> That's, that feels awesome. And we're really happy to be helping lift them up just a little, little more, you know? Uh, no, but yeah, thanks for coming on because we, uh, we've already talked a little bit about Come One, Come All in our first episode of this season where we talked about 20 by teen and all the sort of great like bisexual stuff that's starting to be a little bit more present in the media after, you know... I love calling it 20 by 10. Yes. A dearth. <laughs> so we are so, so excited to have you on and, like, dig into the show a little bit and dig into some, like, you know, some fun, totally light, fluffy topics that we're going to get into. Yes. So, Danny, tell us a little bit about, if any of our listeners do not know, what Are You The One is. Are you going to make him sum it up? Oh, God. What is Are You The One? Are You The One is a reality dating competition <laughs> where several singles are put together in a house and they have to find their perfect match. Each single in the house has one perfect match among the rest of the singles. It's their job to figure out who it is because they're not even going to tell you. So impressive. Are you saying you've never gotten that question before and we're so unprepared for it? I just like, it's weird. Wow. Everybody sees me and they're like, hey, what's up, four eyes? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm famous. Stop. <laughs> You're like, I thought this would end now. No, it's okay. Mm. So let's talk about Are You The One and how you got involved with it. 
how did you get cast and are you the one like tell us about the casting process well i don't think i'm allowed to talk about the details of the interviews and that sort of stuff but i started getting involved in like casting stuff for reality tv shows because i was hanging out outside of a bar in hollywood place called good times at davy wayne's okay do you know it no but it sounds like a good time uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's fun it's fun I worked as a software developer, and on the last day of a job, I was out with some friends celebrating, and I was hanging out outside while somebody was using the bathroom. We were going to go somewhere else, and these two women walked up to me, and they were like, hey, have you ever considered being on a show like The Bachelor? And I was like, oh my god, stop it. Oh. <laughs> and they were, in fact, casting producers for The Bachelorette. And they asked for my information. I gave it to them. They sent me an application. I filled it out. And then I went through a few rounds of interviews with them before they passed. But then I so I had a friend who kept encouraging me to apply for reality shows because she was like, oh, my God, you'd be so good on The Bachelor. And so I I applied to another show called Relationshipped. Mm. Okay. And I went through a few rounds of interviews with them, too. So it's like, oh, man, you know, maybe people like actually want me for this. And then they passed as well. So it was like, okay, maybe people really don't want me for this. But they <laughs> gave my information. <laughs> I know. They gave my information to the folks from Are You The One, I think because they knew I was bi. And that, you know, that got me there. Nice. That's awesome. I feel like also I'm realizing that I'm like, wow, there are so many reality TV shows that I am not aware of. <laughs> Honestly. Have you never heard of The Bachelor, Lee? Yeah, what is that? Is that could you describe it for me, but like in a announcer voice? Right, announcer voice. The Bachelor but... <laughs> is a dating reality competition. In a world show. with one man. <laughs> yeah. And so many women. And they <laughs> God, don't get me started. Well, we're glad you ended up on Are You the One? Oh yeah, for me sure. Me too. And how since the show has wrapped up, how do you feel like your life has changed? I feel like it probably has been pretty drastic. Uh, I don't know. I've got more followers on Instagram. <laughs> that's um, huge. <laughs> the dream. Living it's, the it's dream. It's kind of like that's honestly been the biggest shift. I can say things on the internet and there's just like a crowd of folks who are interested in hearing it. Mm -hmm. And I can post videos of me singing sappy songs and there are a bunch of people who will tell me I'm fantastic despite <laughs> how terribly I sing. Oh, but you sing and that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. also you have been using your platform for positive... For more positive change, too, can you tell us a little bit about your Trans bit. Lifeline fundraiser? Yeah, so um, in the final weeks of the most recent season that I was on of Are You The One, I had a fundraiser with Trans Lifeline where if anybody donated $5, uh, they would be entered to win a piece of feminine clothing that I wore while I was in the Are You The One house. And I, I just got one of the last addresses that I needed, so I'll be shipping those out pretty soon. Nice. Um, but we raised almost $3,000 for Trans Lifeline. Our target was $2,400, which, believe it or not, is enough money for them to run their hotline for two days. That's awesome. So, yeah, but it's also like drop in the bucket. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm still working with them, and I'm actually... Uh, Every drop counts, you know? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, they're an awesome organization. They run a hotline for trans folks. 
if you want to volunteer with them, they have lots of opportunities for volunteers. And another cool service that they provide is they give micro grants to trans folks for things like uh, getting accurate identification. Oh, nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So yeah. $3,000, I'm trying to very quickly do the math. How many pieces of clothing were you sending out? <laughs> Donating over $5 earned you a chance to win okay okay, <laughs> okay. so i am not sending out <laughs> yeah 600 articles yeah, of like, clothing. do you have any clothing left <laughs> <laughs> it's like how much how much footage did we not see of what you wore in that <laughs> house huh yeah honestly i did clear out my closet a little bit because i don't have a ton of feminine clothing and i had a friend who was like uh danny you need to get more skirts actually my sister said that and then i told a friend about it and she was like yeah, you're right. You just wear all the same shit all the time. And I'm like, God, I mean, don't pull back your punches or anything. So all of the clothes that you wore on the show, those are your own clothes. Yes. Well, I was just always curious. Everyone had such like amazing outfits. I was like, there has and to be so like clothes, a whole like wardrobe for this. Right. Like how many yeah. suitcases did everyone show up with? Like that must be insane. I think I only had two and like a carry on and all that. But, like, I'm just a very efficient packer. Mm. But they did buy me some Do you roll clothes. them? Do you roll them up, Danny? I don't roll. I do uh, the Marie Kondo roll. method. Oh, it's yeah, almost rolled, but it's, like, just very neatly folded. But, yeah, I some, some people thought that that dress that I wore for Queer Prom was Paige's dress because I was asking her to look at it while I put it on. But, no, that, that was my dress. Oh, nice. <laughs> Amazing. I yeah. did think it was Paige's dress, yeah. I think that I did wear her hat that night and I wore Basit's boots, but nice. no, yeah, most of the clothes I wore were mine. And they got me some tank tops. Like that was <laughs> that was one thing that I was desperately in need of. Okay, wait, while we're going to talk about you wearing the dress and everything. So I'm curious because mm -hmm. I mean, Ellie and I do the podcast and, you know, like Ellie edits us. I listen to the episode to get like edits and to pull like quotes for us to use for stuff. It's still weird sometimes to like listen to my own voice talking <sighs> that much. Uh -huh. Did you watch the show? Did you watch all of it? I did. Is it yes. weird watching yourself in a show like that? And especially like watching yourself after what I assume must be like so much editing of like a lot that happens to like a very short narrative that they want to create. Yeah. Well, you know, I I'm just extremely vain. So it was like, <laughs> yes, this is right. This is good. <laughs> Anytime the fans were like, there's not enough Danny screen time, I was like, you are correct. There is not enough Danny screen time. I I don't know. I had I had a lot of fun. I didn't act like a big asshole while I was on the show. So whenever I saw myself, I was like, oh, yay, cool, me. I don't know. I was excited for it. So you feel like they got they got you right, like in terms of the editing. I, I think they did a, a decent job. They definitely made me look like a big old nerd. And I had a lot of friends that were like, Danny, you're not that big of a nerd. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> they were like, this guy wears glasses. He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right, unless, unless it's a number coming out of Danny's mouth, just cut it. Just like, toss it, <laughs> cutting room floor. So in terms of editing, I've seen some of the stuff on Twitter. What's some uh -huh. of the things that happened on the show that we never got to see? Particularly with you. Yeah, what did we miss? What are the secrets? You might have found some stuff on Twitter, but I might have scrubbed my Twitter of this stuff <laughs> because uh, I am technically in an NDA. But if you want to say some things that you might have read, I can I can <laughs> hum and haw. He, look, you know what's great is you can like nod or like shake your head and like we don't even have to edit anything because uh, no yeah. one can see it. 
So mm-hmm. some of the things that I did read on your Twitter that maybe you you deleted, but I I got the info. Good journalist uh-huh. over here. The internet remembers. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. Is that you hooked up with other people besides Kai, and we only saw you hooking up with Kai. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If only there were someone who could confirm or deny any of these happenings, that that Gosh. would be such a joy. But. Mm. Sadly, I mean, we can <laughs> we can infer some things from some of the tweets that I saw today that said uh, Remy's a good top. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, see, that actually sounds like something that I didn't scrub from, yeah, you did not. from Twitter <laughs> because because like who knows how I would know that Remy's a good top, but I do happen to know that Remy is a good top. Mm. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Probably someone just told you. Yeah. But also anybody who's met Remy would would probably have that information (laughs) just because he would tell you immediately. (laughs) So true. Yeah. All right. I understand we can't discuss all of those, all of those things. Uh, But what you're saying is there may or may not have been things that happened in the house that just didn't, maybe didn't make it in the show. For sure. For sure. Call me when I get my check. (laughs) Done. Yeah, let us, we'll we'll put the date in our calendar. Just let us know. Let us know when it is. In terms of what actually happened on screen, one of the things that I really loved about this season of Are You the One, I don't know, did you see any of the previous seasons before you were on the show? Yeah, I watched every episode. Okay. (laughs) I didn't watch them as they came out. I watched them when I found out I was going to be on this show. So it was research. Mm, Smart. See, much nerd, like me no. watching all of the episodes of the season eight that I have watched recently, it is it's research. It's for work. Right. It's this yes. is like right. a work show that I have to watch yes. just because, God, you know, it's, it's like not even fun. Yeah, it's just no, like, it's ugh, just so unenjoyable. I have to watch these people hook up and be dramatic. <laughs> the worst. Oh, God. But one of the things that I did love about this season compared to other seasons, well, number one, everyone's sexually fluid. But I feel like a lot of the differences that come with that is the communication that happened on the show. Even when some of the cast members were maybe edited in a way to enhance the drama, Mm -hmm. I feel like there was always some sort of conversation after where you understood where each of the people were coming from. You could understand why they did what they did. And everyone seemed to really be coming from a place of love. Yeah, And I think like, us as queer people understood that very well watching i hope but i think that that was very different from other seasons yeah real talk coming on the show and hearing that everyone was going to be sexually fluid that made me feel a little more confident and happy about being on this show because when i watched the first episode of season seven i was like dear god what have i signed up for (laughs) but then like oh everybody's gonna be sexually fluid this might be fucked up to say but i was like my people are gonna be like on average smarter right i I mean you know i'll 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 give it to you why not yeah The reason why I think that is just because, like, I think the fact that you have a, like, non-conforming sexual identity probably means that you've spent some time challenging society's notions of you and thereby must be at least something of a free thinker, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. I'm not going to say that there aren't straight people who are smart. Because that would be rude. We have dear but, friends no. and family that we love who are straight. It's it's fine. We get I've it. heard of smart straight people. Like I believe. <laughs> that, no, just kidding. 
I mean, historically, like, not a lot of them, but, you know, right. every now and then. No, no, I, yeah. I think, especially in terms of, like, communication. I think for sure, mm. I mean, not just the overwhelming queer stereotype of, like, we like to process our shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. We like to have feelings, and we like to talk about those feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that is something that, when it comes to relationships, is sort of, like, a big part of that. Straight people are probably mostly just queer people who haven't processed their feelings yet right <laughs> yes 100 we are taking you that didn't sound hear bite. from us folks <laughs> and they sit down everywhere. one day they sit down one day and they reflect and they're like oh my god i am gay <laughs> mm-hmm. no i don't know i mean i think it's more likely than not that pretty much everyone is bi right yeah. a little bit yes What I liked, I think I very much like to subscribe to the, like, it's a spectrum, and, you know, everyone's somewhere on that spectrum, just sliding around on it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, it's slippery on the spectrum. Whoops, oh. Um, (laughs) But, like, that's something I've been talking about a lot lately since being on this show is, like, if it's a spectrum, I would expect a lot more people to be towards the middles. It's astounding to me that so many people are on like the poles. Because if you look at anything else that is a spectrum about people like height and weight, it follows a bell-shaped curve. You want it? You want a Gaussian sexuality spectrum? I I want a fuck yeah for saying Gaussian. Even thank you. Yeah. I'll just leave uh, you two alone for a little bit. You guys can uh, I know, right? discuss your we're, we're meant to be best friends. I love it. Uh, maybe sexuality's bimodal, okay? Let's, we're just going to let it go. It's fine. It could be, but I mean, it's not I, bimodal. It's got to be trimodal at least. <laughs> and this is, I know, Ellie's literally just going to leave. Like, it's- Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. 
Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's talk about dating lots of queer people all at the same time, huh? Sure. Let's fine. do it. Yes. So the episode's <laughs> called Communication, right? I fucking yeah. love that. Because we want to talk about how do we as queer people communicate well in relationships, right? Yeah. So <laughs> or do we? <laughs> or do we? Or or Open why do question. we sometimes not, which is fine. Yeah. We're all working on it. Let's just talk about you on the show. Like, okay. what was your strategy in terms of of communicating well with the people around you? Because it seemed like that's how you were acting towards everyone. There are two things about me that are maybe a little contradictory. I feel like in some ways I'm Mr. Take it slow, play it safe. I'm Mr. Like, let you come to me, not be over aggressive, not be over assertive. But then on the flip side, I'm also very direct. So I try to tell people exactly how I'm feeling. And I try to be genuine and sincere about that. And sometimes that's like, hey, I find you really attractive and I want to hook up. Like I may or may not have said to Remy on the first night. (laughs) But at the same time, I am also not the person who's going to get into the fray. You know, I'm not going to like chase somebody down and look at Remy and Paige in the show. I was never about to follow the narrative arc that Remy followed with Paige, where he told Paige that he was into her. Paige said no. And then he he just like, you know, was persistent and kept saying like, hey, you're going to figure out eventually that we're supposed to be together. Like, that is not my game at all. So I, I tried to like let people know, hey, I'm into you. I think you might be my match. Hey, I'm into you. I think you might be my match. And then let them process that on their own as opposed to trying to like force the issue. Well, A, there's a difference between like blunt. Right. Which I don't even know if that's necessarily what you're describing. I feel like what you're describing is more like honest. There's a difference between like honest and aggressive, right? For, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Those are two very different things. And I think... There are two very different things that also are two places where people can have difficulties with communicating in yeah. relationships in very different ways. Like you could be one or not the other or or both or or neither and like it can work or not work in like all sorts of different combinations of those yeah. things, you know. That's kind of funny. I don't know. In my head, I'm thinking of directness as being a potential opposite to unaggressive. But at the same time, I feel like there are probably plenty of people who are indirect and much more aggressive than I was. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Well, and I think there were people who were a lot more aggressive and a lot less honest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Both with themselves and with others. Yeah. You know? Well, I think maybe let's let's talk a little bit about why it can be so difficult to be direct. Cause okay. I thought for a second you're like, well, let's talk about Kai. No, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, we can if you want to talk about Kai. You didn't hear that um, from us let's either, cut okay? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, I was going to ask you towards the beginning, like, what cast member do you think had the most growth over the season? And that was going to be, like, thinking about Kai, honestly. But I don't know if... If you but agree. that's but see, I'm curious. I be yeah, I'd be curious if that's like an editing narrative or if like what your thoughts are. Kai definitely got the story arc of like, oh, this this is Kai growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Kai grew a ton. I think that Kai definitely had to face a lot of stuff, and I think he's continuing to work through it all. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just honestly, it was a really cool opportunity for him to get to see 
negative patterns that he doesn't want to carry out into the rest of his life. Um, mm. And to, to have people who cared about him and supported him trying to help him work through those. But at the same time, I don't know if I would say that Kai is the one who grew the most in the house. Honestly, I don't know if any of us grew, you know? <laughs> Why do you say that? Ah, just we're we're all, maybe we did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Jenna. Like, we all learned a lot. Yeah. We all were That's challenged a lot. Learning is growth. Come on. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And in that case, I'd say Jonathan probably grew the most or close to the most yeah jonathan definitely had a had a pretty like intense growth arc as well and yeah. from an editing perspective but i think it also seems yeah. like it was genuine that's one of the yeah. things that i really did love about the show is and maybe this is like also amazing editing but like i really did feel like everyone in the show was or for the most part people on the show were genuine so it was like however they edited it is like how are you gonna yeah. edit it but in the, sure. At the end of the day, it seemed like everyone like really was at least trying to be like right. genuine with each other by the end. At yeah. least everyone was being who they yeah. were, and like I think that some people have like a higher base level of how genuine they are, and some people like it's just who they are that they have like a bit of a character, they have a bit of a mask, mm -hmm. you know. Right. But like, I feel like on the growth thing, I can't get off of this because like, I think we all <laughs> learned a lot. But at the end of the day, I think we're all kind of just the same folks we went into that house as, you know, like, I definitely think that Jonathan learned a lot. But I don't know if he changed, really, like, growth is not necessarily change. Is, yeah, yeah. Is this more like a yeah. conversation? Like, can people change <laughs> in general? Yeah, yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's separate growth and change. And in that case, I think, yeah, I think a lot of us grew a lot. Yeah. Because learning about yourself, whether or not you're changing, like, facets of you as a person, like, learning to see them and acknowledge them yeah. is still, like, a... It's, A, it's hard. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do well. And it requires a lot of time and a lot of work. And like learning how to do that is still a valuable growth experience, whether or not you're like changing those things about yourself. Because let's be honest, most of us, like you're not going to change who you are as a person necessarily, you know, but like you can learn who you are as a person and learn how, like, especially to be in a successful relationship, you have to know who you are as a person and you have to know how to be able to see the things about yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. But what if I'm bad? Well, there, I can't help you there. <laughs> okay. But I, I don't believe that most people are bad. I believe yeah. that most people, and especially, I mean, I have to say, it is funny watching the show, a, like, just from the vantage point of, like, I, I mean, I love trashy reality TV. I really do. Uh, I don't I don't watch a ton of it because oh, if I you just love get... trashy reality TV, you must have been really disappointed with this season because it wasn't. No, trashy. nothing. Well, no, good. that's <laughs> nothing. All, that's no. not. I don't mean like classless. <laughs> like I just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But it's also very funny from the vantage point of like I haven't had to date in a really long time, and I'm just like, God, it just seems so complicated these days. Right. Oh, yeah. And especially like the thing that I thought was really interesting to me watching a show like this, because when Ellie and I talked about Are You the One in our first episode this season, um, and we were saying like, this is such a huge deal, right? Like, and it doesn't feel like it's a huge deal because it's like, it's just a silly reality show. And it's like, you know, like mindless fluff on TV. And like it is, but also like, yeah. we don't ever 
get that, right? Like, yeah. queer people don't really ever get that. Other than, like, yes, we had the, what was trashy reality TV of, like, Shot at Love with Dale Tequila, whatever. Yo, and she's super bad now. Yes. We're not gonna talk about it too much, but... Let's not give her the airtime. No. Let's not. Also, and I didn't even watch the Tila Tequila seasons. I watched the, the Icky Twins season, and it was just as bad. But... This is just not something that we get. We don't get to see ourselves in these types of situations, right? Like, yeah. And I think there was something that was really, like, fun, but also really, really important about seeing, like, a bunch of queer, fluid people in what is sort of, like, a very contrived scenario, but, like, also tackling stuff that are, like, that you know, dating shows are always getting to, like, real issues, which is, like, yeah, being in relationships is hard, and... Dating in those situations is hard, and communicating well is hard. And, like, <laughs> and you're kind of watching people do it in, like, a contrived, almost impossible scenario to do that well, and, like, trying their best whether they're making it or not, yeah. you know? Like, I don't know, it's just, it's fun. And it kept making me flash back to, like, we listen a lot to Coming Out Pod, which is a podcast that some of our friends host. People come on and share their coming out stories. And one of the hosts and, and some of the guests that they've had on as well are also Polly, right? And that they say all the time, like, one of the main misconceptions about polyamory is that it's like oh like it's just if you like can't commit and it's like less commitment and it and they're always yeah. like it's so much more commitment um yeah. and it's so much more work and it's so much more like emotional stuff that you have to put into like maintaining multiple relationships with people at the same time and like whether the the sounds so hard it sounds so hard right to How like be dating multiple people at the same yeah. time but it, it's it's something that I think is, like, it's not really explicitly covered in a show that still pitches itself as, like, a very heavily monogamous oh, yeah. goal in mind. That, like, but oh, what yeah. you're asking people to do is to, like, comfortably enter into, like, a very open dating scheme that, like, monogamous people are going to have a really hard time with. Yeah, absolutely. No. And there, I, I think it was the first episode where we had the conversation with Dr. Frankie about open relationships and monogamy and polyamory. And I mean, the edit definitely came down really hard on let's just stick to monogamy. Okay. <laughs> and I was a little unsatisfied with that, as were I think a number of us. And we had a really long, interesting, cool conversation that day. But I just didn't love how it was like Dr. Frankie saying, well, oh, man, a monogamous relationship is going to be hard enough, right? So why don't we, like, master that before we move on to something more complicated? And it's right. like, you know, having open relationships has its pros and its cons. Having a monogamous relationship has its pros and its cons. Being polyamorous has its pros and its cons. Like, each of them are complicated and hard to navigate in their own ways. What were some yeah. of, like, the biggest takeaways that you had from that conversation that were cut from the edit? Like, what were you talking about as a cast? Well, that was when I went and cried about my about my past relationship experience because I, I was in an a non-monogamous relationship for a period of time with my ex-fiance and it didn't actually work out too well for me yeah and that was oh god it was a really weird uh, it was a hard conversation for me to have because i still want to believe in and stand up for the viability of polyamory and non-monogamous relationships 
And I don't know, like, I don't think that I was wrong to try to get involved with that, even though it did clearly turn out so poorly for me. Yeah, well, plenty of people continuously have monogamous relationships that don't work out for them. So, and nobody's like, oh, well, monogamy doesn't work. Like, they just go go on (laughs) to have another relationship. So I think you're valid in it's that relationship didn't work, but not necessarily the concept of non-monogamy. Not a big sample size. Right. Not a big sample size. (laughs) Let's get statistical on this. Well, and it's also like, I feel like poly also tends to fall into that same thing of like, poly can work if you have people who are actually like polyamorous in a committed like poly <laughs> yeah. relationship it's it's almost like you know same right to do a similar thing ellie it's it would be like if someone was like i tried dating this straight girl and it didn't work out so like i guess i'll just never that date girls sucks. again like you know it's like <laughs> well no maybe date like someone who's into also into girls like uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know yeah uh just a thought but yeah no i mean i yes <laughs> yeah. I don't think we and, can we can take a sample size of one to ever represent anything, but you know. Right, totally, totally. And I mean if you look at all of the monogamous relationships I've had in my life, those have all ended. So honestly, polyamorous or non-monogamous relationships still have higher odds for yeah. me. But I don't think that that's what I'm looking for right now. I think that the relationship that I want to end up in personally is a monogamous relationship, but it doesn't change the fact that I support non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. Was it difficult to be on a show where, assuming that most people were monogamous or were trying to be monogamous, where like you're constantly having to build that intimacy and find that intimacy with like one person at a time, but also sort of be doing that with like a whole house of people at the same time like what was the hardest part about that yeah i mean that was a little tough because it was like there were definitely plenty of people who were like and i wouldn't say most of the people in the house but there were enough people in the house that were like if you're into me you're into me right if you want to be with me i need your full attention and for those people i was like okay, cool, I'm into you, but I can't do that. And I don't want to lie to you and act like I can when I know that we're playing a game and that I need to consider all of these other options here. Mm -hmm. So it did definitely make that part of the dating pool a little harder for me to access, you know? Makes sense. So how do you think in terms of, we don't even need to talk about people in the show, But just like for people, for any of our listeners who are dating, who are maybe dating multiple people, what's your best piece of advice for how to navigate that in terms of communication? I've been I've been thinking about this a lot because I knew we were going to be talking about this today. and I'm very excited to talk about it, because while I've been saying the relationship I want to end up with is probably a monogamous one, I have been since my last serious relationship mostly seeing multiple people at once. And it's weird. I don't want to call myself polyamorous. I like to think of it as I am dating casually, Mm -hmm. you know? And I try to let people know that as soon as is reasonable, you know? It's like maybe on the first date, you just see how things go. Mm -hmm. I think most people have the expectation, this is the date where we're going to see how things go. On the second date, still maybe even a little bit of that. But by the time you're getting to the third date and you've seen each other a few times, if you're texting regularly and looking for more opportunities to hang out, 
I think that you need to stop, be honest with yourself, evaluate how you feel, and then to have the have the fucking courage to like let the other person know and like have the courage in either direction. Like if you're feeling like, wow, this is cool. I'm into this person and I want to see them more often, maybe see them exclusively. That can be vulnerable and it can take courage to say. And then on the other side, if it's like, oh, I really wanted this to work out, but I'm not feeling that romantic spark. You got to let the person know before it gets too deep or they get too committed or too, I don't know, involved. Yeah. I feel like it seems like a very obvious thing for people to do, but it's also very difficult Mm -hmm. for people to do. Yeah. Okay. But is it easier when you're not all living in the same house together? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The date that I had with Jenna before we went to the truth booth she had to summon the courage to be honest with me and let me know, hey, I don't want to date you. I see you more as just a friend. And it was so, so hard for her to tell me that because she's such a people pleaser, as am I. And I I tried to, to do my best to say, like, I believe in the importance of being honest and I want you to be honest with me because honestly, the thing that drives me craziest, like someone can tell me that they're not into me or they think I suck or whatever, like that'll be a bummer, but I can deal with it. The thing that drives me craziest is when I don't know where I stand with somebody. Mm. And so with Jenna, I was just like, God, is is she frustrated with me for like hanging out with Kai? Is she like still hung up on him or are her feelings now focused on me in a way where she can tell me whether or not she's into me? And the answer was that she just wasn't. And once I knew that, it's like, sweet, great. Now I can move forward and I can calculate and compute and know like what I have to do next. <laughs> but when I don't know, I don't know. And that freaks me out. Yeah. And so like another thing, I, I feel like I should have communicated a third option a minute ago when I was saying like what you need to come up with the courage to like express to someone if it's like hey I'm into you let's date or hey I'm not into you let's not date there's also like hey I like you as a friend and I kind of want to still hook up anyways if you're down for that and I think that that's a fun exciting cool option too that people should be open to if they are you know down yeah (laughs) I mean I think it all comes down to just making sure you're both on the same page as long as you're honest and the other person is honest, then also, I don't know, right. from from my perspective, I'm in a monogamous relationship now, but I like dated a lot before I was in my monogamous uh-huh. relationship. And I made a lot of mistakes and honestly, <laughs> like was sort of an asshole sometimes because I am also a people pleaser. And so I feel like mm-hmm. I would just try to like, I don't know, I wanted everyone to like me and I wanted to be good with everyone. And in wanting yeah. to be good with everyone... Like, I just wouldn't be completely direct. Right. You wouldn't tell people the truth. I think the more you do that and the more you see, okay, me not being honest really hurt this other person. Right. Like, it sucked that I had to make all those mistakes before I could be like, okay, this is what you need to do anytime in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, like, fuck up and be like, damn, I really, (laughs) like, hurt this person who I really did care about to finally be like, okay... I have to be so open and honest. And now my girlfriend that I'm with now, I was honestly like overly honest with her, which I think was good. But even like from the start, I was like, I don't know if I want to be in a serious relationship. And she was like, I don't think I do either. And so we're both like, all right, Mm -hmm. well, let's just, but we still were super attracted to each other. So we were like, let's Mm. still date and see what happens. And here we are. (laughs) But I do think like 
we had a check-in conversation pretty much like every two weeks and like we're like okay we were here two weeks ago but here we are and things have changed and i think that's also okay to be for the page that you're on to change and if you both change the page at the same time great if if one (laughs) of you is not then you got to move on it works for reading and it works for relationships you know yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time on the same the same page that I've been on in both reading and in relationships. <laughs> but uh, that's that's interesting. I'm hearing you. And it, yeah, it's so important to be honest. It's so important to check in. It's so important to make sure you're on the same page. But it's also important to look out for whether or not that person is being honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I've definitely I was in a situation in college, like one of the first people I dated casually in college was someone who we were like hey let's just hook up that'll be pretty much it and that's that's what i wanted and i tried to communicate that honestly and consistently and that's not really what she wanted and she would occasionally communicate that it wasn't exactly what she wanted and i didn't i guess like i don't want to say hey take responsibility for everybody else's emotions and I guess maybe I do. I guess I do. It's like, at the same time, I think that everybody should be responsible for their own emotions. But I also think that you got to look out for other folks and realize that if they're not looking out for themselves, you have the opportunity to. And I wasn't. And I wound up hurting her because we just kept doing a casual thing when that wasn't what she wanted. And I felt really bad about that. Y'all ever, uh, y'all ever listen to Bright Eyes? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But I mean... This this is only vaguely on topic. Do you know the song (laughs) Lua? It's the one that's like, what's so simple in the moonlight by the morning never is. I don't know it, but I, um, that lyric, I I can understand. We're going to look it up. We're going to look it up now. It's great. It's, it's a good song. I'm mad at it because it's good and it's been stuck in my (laughs) fucking head, but I've been playing this game. I'm going to really go off on a tangent now. I've been playing this game called Life is Strange which is like a visual novel. Have you seen it? We, you like, it? It's, it's sort of gay, correct? <laughs> it's sort of gay. I'm not sure how gay yet, though, because there is a little <laughs> lesbian kiss, and they're like, oh, that was weird. I don't, I, don't, I mean, that was crazy. You're crazy. Yes. What are we doing? <laughs> so that's here? literally the only um, reason that I know it. <laughs> oh, I'm so there for it, though. And right before they had that sweet little kiss was when this song Lua played in the game. And so it's been stuck in my head. But Life is Strange, check it out. Wonderful game. I've been playing it on my Twitch stream. But Lua seems to me like it's about someone who's sensitive and compassionate and cares about other people, but is getting to the point in their life where they realize that being sensitive and compassionate and having good intentions isn't really enough if you don't follow through on those good intentions and take Mm. responsibility for what you're doing. And it's been making me think a lot about that casual relationship in college where I didn't do that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. College is probably a time when a lot of us had a very difficult time, like navigating relationships, honestly, because they're some of your first relationships and yeah. Some of the first sexual relationships for a lot of people. It can be really, it can be really difficult to be 100% honest with these people when you're like, if I'm honest with them, will I lose them? I think is, is, is the biggest concern for people. Right. And I think that that's what made her the woman that i was seeing 
not want to communicate openly and honestly with me about what she wanted because she knew what I wanted and I wanted to keep it casual. And so she was mm. worried that if she said, hey, I don't want this to be casual, I would be like, okay, we're done. And that's what would have happened. Yeah. So honestly, right. her, her fears were justified, but at some point you need to overcome those fears so that you can get what you need. And well, and it, it the fears were justified, but it didn't make it a healthier situation for either of you. Yeah, right. And the thing is, like, you can think like, oh, no, if I'm honest with this person, I'm going to lose them. Fucking good. Be honest <laughs> with them. Lose <laughs> yeah. them. Find someone you can be honest with and not lose. Right. Yes. Yeah. True. I just took this attachment styles quiz. Oh, I've heard of attachment styles. There's there's like secure, anxious, ambivalent, avoidant. Oh, I've only heard of anxious, avoidant, and secure. So maybe those are the three. There might be one more. Yeah. Oh, I'm so fascinated yeah. right now. Tell me all about it, you two. Maybe maybe ambivalent is a fourth. Oh, I thought you were saying anxious, ambivalent I was I think one. it is one. It's like anxious okay. slash ambivalent and then avoidant. Okay. I have a friend who says that she very much is like an anxious attachment sort of mm -hmm. person. And she was seeing someone who she said was a very avoidant attachment sort of person. And it didn't that go very well. That does not seem like a good combination yeah. at all. But I think yeah. like those quizzes are the most interesting because I actually feel like those you could change. Because they're, I think, yeah. really affected by what the types of relationships that you've been in previously because I'm even thinking, like, in college, I was very anxious. And I feel like I've become yeah. more secure, which is, thank God. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I was very anxious. Now no. I'm avoidant. So. <laughs> now I'm even more horrible. No. I, like, I understand. I think, like, a lot of people have problems communicating in these relationships because of, because of their attachment styles. And I'm sure like a lot of people are the anxious ones who are basically what an anxious attachment style means is you're always afraid someone is going to leave you. So all of right. your actions are like through that lens. Right. And then sometimes your actions are ironically self-sabotaging yes. because right. in your efforts to try to keep them from leaving you, you push mm -hmm. them away. So what I'm taking away from this conversation is I think I'm a secure attachment person who just has anxiety. <laughs> That's, that's, yeah, is that yeah. a different That's a different Yeah, that's thing. a different anxiety. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think I that's it. different. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, I have anxiety yeah. about everything else besides my I relationship. Just, yeah, no, I. it's like literally the most accurate statement about me as a person. <laughs> that's yeah. me. And then I think avoidant is when you don't want to expect too much from the relationship. I mean, this is getting into the motivations, but like because you expect to be hurt by it. So you sort of like keep it at a distance mm. and push that person away because you're worried about opening yourself up. And then we might be getting a little bit too much into the motivations, but it's like keeping the person at a distance for sure. Yeah, which I think like will definitely influence your communication styles in a relationship. That is one thing I think you can work on. Like communication is always something yeah. that you can work on to get better. I used to be yeah. horrible at it, like absolutely horrible. <laughs> so, and I feel like the more, healthy relationships you can try to create with people the better you can get at it so it's not hopeless yeah. <laughs> if you're like i For can't sure. communicate it's not something you can't change 
But, you know, I do also think, just to touch back on what we were saying before, too, is, like, I think a hard part about communicating sometimes is that it requires a ton of honesty, but it requires that level Mm -hmm. of introspection, you know? And it's, like, one of the things that Mm. I always think about is, like, as someone who does have a lot of anxiety and, like, has been in therapy for, like, a number of years now, you know, but, like, when Kelsey and I started dating... I had never talked to anybody about it and I didn't even know how, you know, and I think that honestly, like, even when I first started trying to, like, explain to Kelsey, like, this is what happens in my brain, Uh, it's bad, and, like, and I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't know how to talk about it, and it literally wasn't until I went to therapy and, like, had someone who was like, hey, I'm trained and, like, I have language to give to you about how to talk about these things that I even had an ability to, like, have actual open honest conversations about that like because i just didn't know how you know and like whether that's because of like i literally don't know words to like explain any of this stuff because like i've never really even tried or whether it's just like i am not admitting things about myself to me first to be able to talk about them like there's there's so much work that has to go into being able to to do that first you know it's not just like i'm good or bad at it it's learning how and like that's something that you can get better at and you can practice and what i'm saying is there's hope for all of you out there okay (laughs) that's all i'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah no i think that one of my continuing obstacles that i have with communication is not wanting to face my own feelings Mm. it's it's like if i am not into someone it's hard for me to land there and be truthful with myself about that because it's like if I know that they are feeling more into me or if I'm like expect I expect everybody to be into me <laughs> anyways if I if I hanging think out that with two lesbians me, right now Danny you're on so but you know oh gosh no it's okay that's what you think no it's stupid anyways yeah I'll I'll be like I'll be like oh no I think this person is into me and so if I start to sense that I'm not feeling the same connection, I will like push it off. I will not think about it. I will avoid having the conversation with myself because I just don't want to be the bad guy. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm curious. You said, cause you said you're dating, dating pretty casually right now. What is it like to go from dating on the show where sure it's contrived but the idea is like there is definitely someone that is like right for me to like Uh dating without that contrived premise i still think that there's somebody i think there's somebody for me out there (laughs) but they weren't handpicked you know how like does it is it a different mentality that you had to have Was it a different mentality that you had to have, like, dating in that situation versus, you know, actually trying to, like, real life find a connection with someone? Yes. Yes. But I also want to unpack that statement that I just made of good job picking that is not specifically directed at Kai. Nobody is currently dating their perfect match from our season of Are You the One? So. Yeah. Nice job, matchmakers. It's Anyways. almost like, you know, humans are a rogue element in the equation. Yeah, much more complicated than a personality quiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it definitely, it made me think, oh, wow, yeah, somebody here has been picked for me. And honestly, that was a reason why when I met Jenna, I was like, shit, maybe it's Jenna. Mm-hmm. 
because I, he, she and I have a lot in common, or at least I felt that way. And I still kind of feel that way. But also at the same time, I know that Jenna is such a people pleaser and that's something we have in common. But because of that impulse in her, I also know that that means that she could sort of be like putting on the most Danny pleasing character when she's with mm -hmm. me and thereby make me think, wow, we are so connected. And I know that I probably do that with other people, too. So this is not me bagging on Jenna. I love Jenna to death. But that's why, like, oh, I think Jenna was probably somebody who is kind of tricksy for the matchmakers to deal with because it's <laughs> like she's a chameleon. Yeah. I just know, like, at least the people-pleasing part of me, I feel like I'm compatible with most people because, like, I'm different with everyone I interact with. Not in a way that's, like, I'm fake with those people, but it's just, like, I adapt mm -hmm. to the person that I'm with, and I know that about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. So I don't think that, like, yeah, like I said, I don't think you're, like, bagging on her at all. Right. That's and that's just, like, crazy. a way that certain people communicate with other people to be like let me relate to you let me try to figure out how many ways i can relate to you right and then every person's like oh she relates perfectly to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. right right at the same time there are people who make no yeah. effort yes. to do that, you know and god bless them <laughs> wow i wish i i wish i had that i feel like what you're saying ellie is like two pisces together would like be really excellent podcast Host. Yeah, because you make everyone feel comfortable. That's it. For like, they should totally have a podcast yes. together is what you're yes. saying. Yeah. Or <laughs> great. And two Pisces together in a relationship sounds very <laughs> it sounds like It sounds like two like large bodies in space just getting close together in their gravitational pull, throwing each other in wild directions. My ex-girlfriend was a Pisces and we cried so much. <laughs> Wait, oh, what's, what's Dan? She's a Virgo. Interesting. Okay. It's an interesting dynamic. She's my opposite sign, like directly across. So we're very like... Is Virgo an air sign? <sighs> oh, Virgo's an earth sign. That makes sense. Water and earth. Okay. Ah. What's Scorpio? That's also water. Yeah. Cancer, okay. Scorpio, Pisces. Cancer's a crab. Scorpio's a scorpion, okay. mm -hmm. but it's like a water scorpion. Oh, a water, a water scorpion. scorpion. A like a lobster. <laughs> and... Oh, does that mean I can tell Kelsey lobster. she's a lobster? Yeah, a water scorpion. Okay. Sorry, we're now we're just going to go down an astrology hole. I didn't mean to get us there. <laughs> Sweet. But I'm like, where can we go from here? I have a question for you. So how do you feel like communication is navigated differently in dating within the queer community rather than like a traditional like heterosexual couple? I don't know. <laughs> do you think it made a difference in the house? I'm curious. Like, because you've watched, because I have seen uh, only the episodes that I have watched of this season so far. Uh, and I have never seen another episode of Are You the One? So do you think it, it made a difference in terms of the dynamics at play in the house? Like this season versus other like yeah. primarily straight seasons? I think it's again where like baseline, I just kind of expect mm. queer folks to be a bit more woke. Yeah. You know, because because we have to face those issues in our own romantic lives. And so... I think that most of us make some effort to educate ourselves about <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't expect that as much in general from the straight community. Let's start calling them the straight the community. The straight community. Let's, <laughs> let's not normalize them. They're the straight community. But anyways, yes. on previous seasons of Are You the One, there was definitely a lot of like guys who were like, oh, my dating problem is that I'm kind of a douchebag. And women who are like, my dating problem is that I keep dating douchebags. Yeah. 
And it's like, <laughs> well, that's exciting. We're just yeah, going like, to see a bunch of... There's definitely a clear solution to that one. Right. We're just going to see a bunch of poor women, like, getting, like... I mean, to be fair, though, I'm not going to say we didn't see any similar dynamics at play. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> yeah. But I think that we might have had a bit more nuance. Um, yes, yes. Did y'all know that was a French word? It's probably not. Um, okay, but... To conclude, <laughs> actually, I guess what's your final piece of advice to our listeners who are trying to find their perfect match? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, this is, this is great. <laughs> Don't look for your perfect match. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't fucking worry about it. Don't even think yeah. about who you're dating. Who gives a shit about them? Look at you. Just work at what just work on what you're doing, you know, figure out what's going on in yourself and then your perfect match will find you. You know, if you know who you are, if you know what you want, this this is I'm crossing my fingers, by the way. I'm hoping this strategy works because it hasn't worked for me yet, but I hope it will. Like if you know who you are and what you want, then when it comes along, you'll see it, you'll know it, you'll go for it. Yes. And you won't waste a ton of time on not that. Yeah. 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 I think that is yeah. perfect advice. All right. It's time it. for our Q&G, Lee. Let's do this. Ah, I'm so Q&A. ready. I'm so excited. So many okay. good queer puns. <laughs> We're all so, about the yeah, puns. This, <laughs> we frequently describe our podcast as like gay. Blue's Clues. Uh, Blue's Clues. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, our, that's our aesthetic. Q and gay. It's there. We will probably have covered some of them, but it's simple yes or no or multiple choice questions. We are going to ask you, Danny, your answers, and then we will put them up on our Twitter so that our listeners can answer as well. Sweet. Okay. Are you ready? Go. Question one Do you think there is one perfect match for you? No. Yes or no? <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. There you go. Nice and direct. I just think that, like, there are so many people out there that I think that there are like, I think that there's probably a threshold of like, you need somebody to be 90% perfect to what you need. And if they're above that threshold, wonderful. You can spend the rest of your life with them. And there's so many people on this planet that I'm sure that there are multiple and hopefully many, many people that will hit that criteria criterion for you. Nice. All right. Number two, because we talked about it earlier, what is your attachment style? A, secure, B, anxious, or C, avoidant? I think I'm secure. I do my best. I hope I'm secure. I do my best. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, I know that that's kind of the right answer, but at the same time, I don't see enough evidence for any of the bad stuff. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Question three, what cast member do you think had the most growth out of following four choices because twitter only has four poll options sweet 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 jonathan kai jenna or remy Ooh, i think dark horse remy Mm. Mm. yeah why do you say that interesting choice i think that remy like (laughs) remy had this one day where he was like i've literally never cried this much i think i'm losing my mind 
And I thought that that was a huge amount of growth. And then the really big growth came a week later when he was like, no, I realized that crying this much isn't losing my mind. I'm just growing as a person. And I was like, yep. That's awesome. This is a Twitter poll for our listeners as well. So just to give you a heads up, but you can still answer. Four, what's your favorite Danny outfit? A, merman Danny. B, sports bra and skirt. C, take your son to work Danny. Or D, jean button down Danny. (laughs) Uh, um, ooh, I do like jean button down Danny. So I, my favorite femme outfit that I've ever put together is with that jean button down tank top and with like the, uh, uh, linen white pants. And I call that my Laura Dern outfit, oh, yes. uh, because of Jurassic Park. But interestingly, like I watched clips from it yes. and it's like, oh no, she isn't wearing that, but it's a femme version of what the dude wears. I don't know his name cause he's not important. And, and so like, I just immediately assumed it was what she wore anyways. I love it. So yeah, I think, I think Jean button down Danny. Yes. Into nice. It. A classic, a classic, a classic Danny. Speaking of classic Danny question five for, you know, also for our Twitter listeners, uh-huh. uh, are you attracted to this big dorky giant? A, yes, or B, I mean, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just go with a regular yes. <laughs> just normal no, yes. No, A regular I'll, yes, I'll, I'll, a fine choice. I'll go with of course <laughs> yes, because on my stream, I play uh, Quiplash, which is this fun like joke game, and more words nice. is always more points. There you Amazing. go. See? Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Pod. Danny, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This has been awesome. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. I have had to pee for the last 30 minutes, but I've been so <laughs> captivated by the conversation that I haven't even thought We're about it. We're doing great. Until You've now. had a lot of water, so I do. I, I drink so much water. Anyways. Tell our listeners where they can find you, uh, pre- preferably on social media, although, you know, if you want to tell them in person, that's cool, too. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no, don't. I'm not going to tell you where to find me in real life. But on Twitter... Twitch and Instagram, my account is Danny Prakaz, D-A-N-N-Y-P-R-I-K-A-Z. Nice. And do you have any projects coming up that you want to tell all of our listeners about? You stream pretty often. Should they follow you on Twitch? What's like, where's the best place to find you for any of your new projects? Follow me on all three of those. I've got some stuff that's in the pipes, but I don't know when any of it will actually happen. So I wish I had more details to give you. That's okay. They know where to find them now. So, and you can also find Danny doing an Instagram takeover on our Instagram sometime this week. So stay tuned for those details. Yay. Yay. Seriously, thank you so much, Danny. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip. We love hearing from you and building our community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And this week, we're shouting out Rhea. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. And they wanted to email us about our Colette Essentials because Kira Knightley was their gay awakening in Pirates. So, a lot in common with Lee. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we just wanted to say thank you for reaching out. Um, we can't wait for our next Les Essentials as well. It's going to be a real doozy so it's gonna be epic epic is the word i would yes. use yes uh also epic we have to shout out our patron and our friend tiff who had two very very important pieces of information for us uh after last week's episode the first of them 
is the wildly astute observation that I mentioned the movie I watched over and over and over again at sleepovers uh, when I was in middle school was Men in Black. Uh, and she explained, since I didn't know what that meant about me, that it's a style predictor and it means I am a suit lesbian. And I just make so much more sense to myself now. Yep. I love it. I love it so much. I love how, too, she was like, yeah, Ellie's our style predictor, too. And I'm like, okay, 10 things I hate about you. I'm like, so I don't <laughs> wear bras and <laughs> I have a 90s. I'm like, okay, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm like, wait, over paint all over my face? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Also, can we, I, I know no one else can see this, but we, like, totally match right now, and we've been on the phone for, like, three hours, and I just noticed. I know, I actually noticed earlier, too, but I didn't want to say it, because we were with other people, you know, like, when you're like, mm. but yeah, we, we're wearing the same sweater. So, uh, our style predictor is this conversation. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, the other important thing that Tiff let us know, which I, I feel like we should apologize publicly to our deepest shame that we did a whole episode on how charlie's angels should have been gay and somehow in our research for that movie neither ellie nor i managed to come across the fact that drew barrymore is bisexual which is just messed up i cannot believe that we a didn't know that and b somehow missed it while preparing to record that so we apologize so much for missing this vital piece of information i agree we completely apologize and also thank the lord that drew barrymore is bisexual and yes speaking of this came out about lucy Liu after we had recorded our episode um lucy Liu's naked pictures that she paints of women yes like yeah lucy Liu, hot lesbian painter yeah and lucy Liu has never said she's bisexual but she did say she has had fun kissing girls before. So we've missed a lot of pertinent information. And about Moonlight's the... as a a lesbian artist. Yeah. Like, so gay. So case in point, thank you for the additional information. It's just adding to our case. So there you go. Yes. So thank you, Tiff. Shout out to you. Yes. And if you want a chance to meet Tiff, she's going to be hosting the trivia at El Rio tonight with me. So come on down and you can thank her yourself for those two excellent pieces oh, of information. The Just the best. Uh, we also have to thank, as always, our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Sammy Walsh, Audrey O'Connor, and Wendy K. Bartlett. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. And Kayla Kelly. Thank you all so much. We could not keep making this podcast and doing all of the things that we are doing and helping create queer community without all of you and all of our patrons. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Lee has made some beautiful changes. It's all updated. Our events calendar is on there. So leshangoutpod.com is the place to be. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. That way you'll be the first to know as soon as new episodes go up every week. We're also posting some videos on our YouTube channel this season, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. 
if you want to help support the podcast. There are a couple different ways that you can do that. The first, it's easy, it's free. Just leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. It helps new people find the podcast. Uh, an alternative to that is you could just tell someone you know about the podcast. Uh, the best thing you could do is just help more people find us and listen to all of the episodes because that's really why we're here. And if you want to support us financially, you can do so at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Join our Patreon. Come hang out with us. We just had an awesome watch party for Dickinson. If you haven't watched Dickinson yet, we had a blast. And we like to do watch parties for our essentials. We have our own little Discord chat. We're always talking and hanging out with our patrons. And we would love for you to join them. So do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some cool Les Hangout swag, we have a merch store. You can find all of our designs. You can get them on tees, on tanks, on sweatshirts, on mugs, on phone cases, on anything that your heart could desire, unless it's super queer underwear. Um, but you Not know, who yet. knows what T-Public's going to roll out. You can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. And if you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.